0: Coming up on 5-Minute News Trump lifts COVID-19 travel restrictions on Europe, the UK and Brazil WHO chief lambasts vaccine profits, demands elderly go first and Los Angeles lifts air quality limits for cremations as COVID doubles death rate It's Tuesday, January 19 I'm Anthony Davis. Donald Trump on Monday rescinded entry bans imposed because of the coronavirus on most US citizens arriving from Brazil and much of Europe and the UK, effective January 26, the White House has confirmed. The restrictions are set to end under a new proclamation from Trump the same day that new COVID-19 test requirements take effect for all international visitors. President-elect Joe Biden is set to take over the presidency on Wednesday and his incoming press secretary said that his administration would not lift the restrictions. With the pandemic worsening and more contagious variants emerging around the world, this is not the time to be lifting restrictions on international travel. On the advice of our medical team, the administration does not intend to lift these restrictions on the 26th of January. In fact, we plan to strengthen public health measures around international travel in order to further mitigate the spread of COVID-19. Last week, the head of the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention signed an order requiring nearly all air travellers to present a negative coronavirus test or proof of recovery from COVID-19 to enter the United States starting on January 26. The restrictions being rescinded by Trump have barred nearly all non-US citizens who within the last 14 days have been in Brazil, the United Kingdom, Ireland and the 26 countries of the Schengen area in Europe that allow travel across open borders. The US restrictions barring most visitors from Europe have been in place since mid-March, when Trump signed proclamations imposing them, while the Brazilian entry ban was imposed in May. Airlines had hoped the new testing requirements would clear the way for the administration to lift the restrictions that reduced travel from some European countries by 95% or more. Many administration officials for months argued the restrictions no longer made sense given most countries were not subject to the entry bans Others have argued the United States should not drop entry bans since many European countries still block most US citizens The World Health Organization chief on Monday lambasted drug makers' profits and vaccine inequalities, saying it's not right that younger, healthier adults in wealthy countries get vaccinated against COVID-19 before older people or healthcare workers in poorer countries, and charging that most vaccine makers have targeted locations where profits are highest. Director-General Tedros Adhanom Ghebreyesus kicked off the WHO's week-long executive board meeting virtually from its headquarters in Geneva by lamenting that one poor country received a mere 25 vaccine doses while over 39 million doses had been administered in nearly 50 richer nations. Just 25 doses have been given in one lowest income country, not 25 million, not 25,000, just 25. I need to be blunt. The world is on the brink of a catastrophic moral failure, Tedros said. He did not specify the country, but a WHO spokeswoman identified it as Guinea. It's right that all governments want to prioritise vaccinating their own health workers and older people first, he said, but it's not right that younger, healthier adults in rich countries are vaccinated before the health workers and older people in poorer countries there will be enough vaccine for everyone. Tedros, an Ethiopian who goes by his first name, nonetheless hailed the scientific achievement behind rolling out coronavirus vaccines less than a year after the pandemic erupted in China, where a WHO-backed team has now been deployed to look into the origins of the virus. Vaccines are the shot in the arm we all need, literally and figuratively, Tedros said. But we now face the real danger that even as vaccines bring hope to some, they become another brick in the wall of inequality between the worlds of the world's haves and have-nots. Air quality regulators have lifted the limits on the number of cremations that can be performed in Los Angeles County, citing a death rate that is more than double the pre-pandemic norm and an unimaginable backlog of dead bodies. More than 2,700 corpses were being stored at local hospitals and the county coroner's office as of Friday, January 15th, the South Coast Air Quality Management District said on Sunday in explaining its decision to enact an executive order suspending limits on cremations. This is the first time the South Coast AQMD has ever lifted its limits on cremations, said Nahal Mogarabi, the agency's director of communications. The 28 crematoriums in Los Angeles County have the capacity to perform more cremations, but most of their permits include a monthly cap due to environmental regulations. Environmentalists have for years called for limits on cremations, which studies have shown release toxic mercury emissions from dental fillings. Mogarabi said the air toxics' impacts resulting from the executive order were expected to be relatively small. The order came at the request of the Los Angeles County Coroner's Office and Department of Public Health, which both confirmed that the backlog was, in and of itself, a potential threat to public health, the South Coast AQMD said. It also warned that the coroner anticipated another surge of deaths to begin four to six weeks after the New Year's holiday. The backlog of bodies is just the latest chilling detail to illustrate the severity of the coronavirus crisis in Los Angeles. As of Sunday, the county had suffered 13,848 total deaths due to COVID-19, more than half of them in the less than two months since Thanksgiving. Daily. You know a lot can happen in seven minutes, and luckily, that's how long it takes me to tell a story. My name is Aaron Calafato and I'm the creator of seven minute stories. I'm proud to partner with Evergreen Podcasts, and I'd like to invite you to join me on this journey. I'm gonna take you on some crazy roller coaster rides using my unique extemporaneous storytelling style, and together we're gonna to try to make sense of the world, all through the art of storytelling and all in approximately seven minutes.